Hi, and welcome back to Trauma, Drama, and Life. I am your host, Kayla Taylor, and... And I'm Ben Taylor, and we're excited to be back today to be able to talk through some of the questions that you guys have submitted or have sent in. So if you want to have a specific topic that you want us to talk about, that you want us to go over, walk through, anything like that, feel free to either DM us on Instagram at rawmotivations.com. If you're listening on Spotify, there's a place where you can actually ask a question, answer, and you'll drop an answer underneath the episode, or you can send us an email at ben at rawmotivations.com. We'd love to be able to hear from you guys. You guys have been super um, excited and super awesome just listening to the stuff that we've had to put out there, and we've got a lot of stuff we want to talk about and share, but we also want to hear from you guys as well of how we can keep improving and how we can keep working on the episodes as we continue moving forward. So one of the questions that came in the other day that we wanted to dive into a little bit was the question about me accusing my spouse, me accusing Kayla of different things in the relationship and wanted to kind of dive into that. My first response was, you know, I didn't accuse her of anything, you know, because I was a perfect person and she proceeded to say that wasn't true. I thought it was going to be a short episode, but uh, needless to say, that's kind of the topic that we're going to dive into a little bit of in the relationship. What did I do? How did I accuse you of things? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing, there's like a couple of um, examples starting with effort, empathy, cheating, etc. So with Ben, especially, I think it was really when he was in the, the thick of it, like when we were both in the thick of it, probably like um three or four years ago, mm-hmm. he and I would ask him, I'm like, I just feel like you're cheating. Um, is that true? I, I think you're cheating with X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, I'm not cheating. You're the one who's cheating. Like you're so-and-so is liking your photo or this person's liking your photo on Instagram or commenting like or you have these uh, you have these friends on snapchat yeah, yeah. I, these, that was probably like my biggest one of like yeah. what about so-and-so on snapchat that you send snaps to right <clears throat> so there therefore you're definitely like cheating on me that thing yeah so that was definitely something that you would accuse me of and the lack of empathy would kind of coincide with if I would have a hard day and I was expressing that I had a hard day, he would always try to like one up me of like, no, I, you had, I had a hard day. I did X, Y, and Z at work today. You just did X and then came home and did Y and Z, Mm -hmm. but I did X, Y, and Z at work. And now I'm having to come home and do X, Y, and Z. And so just in that aspect of but it's always like an aspect of like I had to one up you because you were taking the attention off of me mm-hmm. or you were you were taking more focus off of like who I was or what I'd done or, you know, anything like that. It mainly came down to the fact that like I couldn't stand you having more attention. You know, your your problems couldn't be bigger than my problems because my problems were like the biggest because obviously the world revolves around me. Like that's like the focus, right? Right. So... I mean, that's what I thought, even joking-wise, that the world revolved around me. And, I mean, I'd say that, right? Oh, yeah. There would be several times that you're like, well, this... I would say something along the lines of, everything doesn't revolve around you. And you're like, yes, it does. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it's very much so. Like, I... I'm trying to think back. Like, the world revolved around me, and I was perfect. I think those are, like... Two of the main things. Oh, yeah. We could, we would get into <clears throat> arguments really about how perfect I was. How, 
you were never wrong and mm. you never made mistakes mm -hmm. because you were always perfect. Mm. If I brought up something to your attention and said, hey, could you do this a little differently next time? Then you automatically would discount what I was saying and say, no, your way is wrong. My way is right because I'm the perfect one. Right. Because at that point, like you were questioning like my perfection that I was fabricating or mm -hmm. trying to build or trying to imagine or <clears throat> just trying to be a part of the mask. Like the mask was, I'm a good person that, you know, is faithful to you and, you know, is perfect. And, yeah. you know, you were encroaching on that. You were getting too close to the truth of me not being perfect and me having to admit that I was, you know, possibly less right than what I wanted to admit, you know. Well, yeah, because every time that we would have this conversation and that I would prove you wrong, like dead wrong, it would be really hard for you to actually admit that you were wrong. Yeah, I mean, off the top of my head, I don't remember many times that when you proved that I was wrong, I ever admitted it. Maybe like a, a handful. You maybe. would say, you <clears throat> would say along the lines of, yeah, I was less right or mm -hmm. something, but it was never, oh, I'd flip I it. was wrong. Or I'd flip it and say, like, that's what I said. Yeah. Then you would go to, like, gaslighting. and Right. I did that a decent amount of... You'd say, like, this cup is blue. And I'd be like, no, the cup is red. And then, like, when you finally prove me wrong, I'd be like, yeah, it's blue. That's what I said. And then I'd walk away. Because at that point, then I switched in my mind that I, I won the argument. Even though I didn't win the argument, it, it, I had to come out on top. I had to come out in, like, the positive light. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that is for sure something that was a struggle it's definitely better now he has a news flash he's not perfect nobody's perfect so if you're <laughs> we'll tell him that <laughs> right. um but yeah so now it's a lot better when we have these discussions and i bring a point up and it's valid then he's like okay i can see that like i was mm -hmm. wrong and it's taken him a while to do that. <laughs> right. And I mean, it's still not easy. I it's mean, not like, it's... it's not like first nature anymore. Right. It's still hard. It's yeah. still not like the, the subliminal programming still hasn't been completely rewired because there's that piece inside me that's like, no, you're right. You're always right. You know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So there's always like a piece that's, that's fighting sometimes with me knowing like that I'm actually not always right. And I need to be able to take that down a notch of what I'm thinking and ultimately that comes back to the idea of like my ego. It's like, I don't want my ego to be hurt. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, how would you characterize my ego like in the relationship? Would you say I had a big ego? Oh yeah. You were just full of yourself. <laughs> like I think whenever I tell people how I per first perceived you was you were just this like cocky prick mm -hmm. and should have gone off your first instinct. I know. I should have. And normally, I do go off my instincts. But again, it's just that, I don't know. You tell a narcissist, like, what you look for in a person, and that's just, they conform to that. Mm -hmm. um, and so, I don't think that in that aspect, if it would have been different or if I wouldn't have been, like, so young, I probably would have went about our relationship a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that's what, and so it took me a while for him to even, for us to even like talk. Cause I think that he kept trying to get me to talk to him more or hang out with him or whatever. And I was just like, I'm not going to hang out with this dude. 
he's just like arrogant and yeah, it took me a while to make you fall in love with me yeah so <laughs> uh so it just it it just took a while and because i was like i'm not gonna be with somebody who's like arrogant and cocky and thinks he's all that and a bag of chips like mm -hmm. no thank you yeah when in reality i was just the bag of chips wasn't all that <laughs> yeah yeah, but I mean, like, going through, like, our relationship, there's many times where, like you mentioned before, where I did accuse you of stuff. I did, like, push that on you. How, what tools or tips would you suggest with people who are trying to deal with that? Because it can be really kind of like a crazy, like, mental, you know, thing of people trying to justify, like, no, I didn't do this when they know they didn't do it. But there's still, still a lot of confusion that happens. Like, what would you kind of say towards that? I think my biggest piece of advice is to stick with what you know is true because it can be a huge mental game because there's so much that goes into that when they're accusing you of things that you're not doing. There's It's obviously like gaslighting and manipulation because they're trying to flip the script and make you feel like you are the narcissist or you're in the wrong or you're doing... Um, something that they're actually doing and I mean I could bring solid proof to Ben and say look this is why I think this this is what you're doing blah 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 and he would flip it like immediately discount what I had to say and flip it right back and say no actually you're doing that like that's not me mm -hmm. so I think the biggest piece of advice is just to stick with what you know is true so if you have proof that this that your person is doing X, Y, and Z. And even if you say something to them and they try to flip the script, just go back to sticking to like the proof that you have or the consistency that they've had that shows their lack of effort or their lack of empathy or even cheating. And just sticking with that because it can just be a huge um, mental like detriment to yourself. Right. And I think I did that a lot where I'd flip it around Mm -hmm. back on you or I'd probably one of the more popular ones at times was to take whatever argument you had and try to just destroy the argument mm -hmm. or if I could do that then I'd bring up something in the past or try to destroy you yeah that way your argument didn't have any legs to stand on theoretically in my mind right and I think that's what we had talked about in a, either the previous podcast or a couple podcasts back about how we are both very logical so he would take any flaw in my logic and like completely like destroy it and at that point my like mental capability wouldn't be able to recover fast enough because i knew that i was just in this like fight or flight mode and so mm -hmm. as soon as like i made a mistake i knew that there was no recovering from that because he was going to stick with that one flaw or even if i missed miss said something he would say well you said it like this Right. just a few minutes ago so obviously that's the valid one and the other ones are incorrect no, that makes sense i know i know you mentioned that i accuse you of cheating and i remember <clears throat> i remember bits and pieces of that like as it as it, ha as it happened but like did i ever accuse you of like not having empathy or not caring in one sense i think i don't remember if it was empathy but you did at times accuse me of not caring like if i mm -hmm. If I was having a harder day and you would magically be having a harder day too, mm -hmm. I would be expressing how hard my day was and you would say, 
well, you just don't care about me because this is, I had a hard day too. Like, right. why, why are you not focusing on me? Correct. Like, why aren't you focusing on me? Like, it should be all about me right now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Did that ever register or feel that way as far as you noticing that's what he's doing, but he hasn't expressed any care about my day or about the stuff that I've been going through? It didn't really register that until later on towards when I was just getting worn out, like completely, mm-hmm. because for the longest time, I was just like, okay, I just need to be there for him and listen to him and then he'll be there for me and just keep that cycle going. And when I started to realize that the cycle was no longer like continuing that way he wouldn't care about what I had to say or he wouldn't care about how my day was then it kind of made me not want to care and there Mm -hmm. was at times that I know that I would check out like he would tell me about his day and I would just be like okay right but it was like I was sitting there listening but couldn't wouldn't respond or which would frustrate me at times because I Mm -hmm. wanted a reaction I wanted a response to know that I mattered more than everything else in the world right Right. And at that point, I was like, I don't really know what response you want, because if I give you advice, then you don't like that advice because you want to do your own thing. But Mm -hmm. if I don't respond, you think I'm not listening. Right. So it just became this huge doom and gloom type situation. I feel like there's a lot of times I asked you for advice, but at the end, I just wanted your validation for my idea that I had already. Mm -hmm. There wasn't really... The majority of times I'd be like, I don't know, do you want me to wear this or this? And you'd say the first one. I'd be like, yeah, okay. And I'd wear the second one because like, that's what I wanted to do anyways. But I wanted your like, I don't know, validation, I guess, or something. You just kept picking the wrong one. (laughs) You didn't didn't know which one I wanted you to pick. That kind of thing. And then that would end up turning into these arguments because I would say, well, you asked for my opinion, but you went for the opposite. And... Mm -hmm. So for the longest time, I didn't really give my opinion, and that would frustrate you too, because then you were just like... But it was like an environment that I slowly made that made you feel less safe to be able to express your opinion, Mm -hmm. because if your opinion didn't match up to mine, then it was discredited and devalued. Mm -hmm. Of like, your opinion's stupid because you didn't choose the one that I already thought in my mind that I was supposed to have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I guess you can't read my mind. That's probably probably, probably (laughs) part of the problem. Um, Someone else like wrote in and they mentioned asking you specifically, how did you know slash suspect that that Ben was cheating? It was a gut instinct. Mm I had already known. I don't really, I mean, really it's just gut instinct because even the first time that he had cheated, I would constantly ask are you cheating with X, Y, and Z? And he would deny it. Mm-hmm. And obviously come to find out I was correct. Right. And the same thing with all of the other affairs. I It was just a gut instinct. And so it was, yeah, that's like the biggest thing. And many people today, especially when they're with the narcissist, discount their gut. Mm-hmm. Like they don't listen to it. They don't like think anything of it. They're just kind of like, oh, like, gut indigestion today like they don't really like the pay attention to like those gut feelings yeah it's and I get it because for me sometimes it's hard especially like as a Christian like I obviously have to check my gut but also make sure that that's 
coming from God and not just like my own like personal like nature of just wanting it to be about me or mm-hmm. whatever. And there was often times that I would discount my gut as well because he would sit there and deny it. And typically when I would say something about it, he would love bomb basically for the next like two or three days and then make everything seem like it was okay. Like we were Mm -hmm. fine, show affection to me, do whatever. And then it would just go back to normal. So Mm -hmm. it was the manipulation aspect of love bombing to try to get my mind off of that so then in return i would discount my gut feeling of like okay well maybe maybe i am wrong maybe he's not but it just something just doesn't feel right and then when i would find out i would like get upset at myself because mm-hmm. i'm like i knew that this was happening i knew it i knew it and so right what do you feel like you've done now to try to get to a place where you trust your gut more I just trust my gut (laughs) (laughs) because the majority of the time my gut is correct. And if it's not, there hasn't, it's not like it's like a, a big thing, a big situation or Mm -hmm. something that is going to be detrimental. I haven't had a gut feeling that he has cheated since I came back. And if I did have that gut feeling, I would probably one, I would start making plans to leave. Mm-hmm. And two, I would be searching for the proof because I know that there would be proof because even though he is good, he was good at hiding things, there was still little flaws that I knew that I could catch. Right. This is at that point with you being trauma bonded and me gaslighting and stuff like I that. I didn't want to find the proof. <clears throat> I like right. I had no I I didn't care to. Right. Which I think that brings out an interesting point that I don't think has been talked about of like people that they have that gut instinct, but they actually don't want to find the proof. Like, Mm -hmm. is that, would you say that's more of like a fear base of like, I'm afraid to find the proof of like what might actually come about? I think it depends on what the person is feeling. So for me, it was more of almost like a panic Of if I find out, I know what I need to do. I know I would need to leave. But I still, for some reason, obviously it's trauma bonded, but I still see the good in him, which obviously at that point I was, what good was there? Right. But in my mind, there was still like something that was good. Like I, if you ask me, I really couldn't tell you because I look back And I just talked about this in my counseling. Like, I look back and I'm like, I don't understand how I was physically or mentally even going throughout my day because of how much, like, trauma I was, um, I was feeling and I was taking in everything else. And honestly, like, it's just by the grace of God that I was able to get up every single day and I was able to go throughout my day and I was able to mask like what I was going through because there's plenty of people who are shocked who listen to this podcast and they're like wow I didn't even realize you went through that or right something and, and you had a friend say that the other day just they didn't mm-hmm. realize stuff that you've been through yeah and and now like looking back at that I also in one sense I wish that I would have told more people but this is also something when you're with a narcissist that you don't want to admit that there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's like this serious or this big or. Right. 
whatever. Which I definitely think we could probably make a whole podcast episode on that as yeah. far as like the shame of admitting that you're with a narcissist that you know it's actually awful and, and behind the scenes and nobody wants to actually admit that yeah that's that can be a whole nother podcast because i could talk a lot about that okay well we'll mark that down <laughs> if there's if there's topics specifically that you want us to answer we read off a couple questions today but if there's topics that you specifically want us to answer feel free to email us at ben at rawmotivations.com or just pull up instagram and dm raw motivations would love to be able to get some more feedback info from you guys uh, just want to say thanks so much for all the support. You guys have been incredible. Just listening, sharing, liking, giving reviews. Like, thanks so much. And we'll be back next week with another podcast. Sounds good.